This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I'm Spencer. Um, and this week we're talking about why we took three weeks off, which then leads to us talking about how America slash Western society slash the church is not very good about talking about with talking whatever um grammar not easy about grief and death and dying and all that light-hearted content which is kind of ironic when like a soul you know us like a pillar of our faith revolves around death yet Mm. we really suck at it so yes 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 so updates updates for the homies um we took three weeks off because unfortunately i had a death in my immediate circle um somebody i was taking care of very closely um and moved in with to continue to take care of unfortunately lost her life um she succumbed to her illness she had severe depression and it sucks my partner Ryan and I took care of her um she was like my sister and my baby and my best friend all wrapped into one little burrito and I fell apart and I'm still falling apart and it's not fine but it's fine and all those things which is why we're going to talk about grief and death and why we all suck at it and are conditioned to then suck at it yeah um especially when you get into um i mean this person knew so many of just the again like obviously knew her through josie but met her years ago because of where we went to school the Mm -hmm. church i went to um just so many overlaps of um one thing i since she passed one thing i really have been thinking about a lot is you know the verse in ruth where ruth tells naomi like you know like your people will be my people Mm. and your god will be my god Mm -hmm. so you know a lot of people talk about that um so i like that verse was in my wedding like i think of my husband in that but you know that was a woman telling that to another woman Mm -hmm. her mother-in-law her friend and that verse has just been like literally like when you think of like cheesy Christian, like on my heart meditating, that's all I think about because truly her people were my people Mm -hmm. of, was she like in my immediate, like besties? No, but like we talk on Instagram, social media and stuff. And again, when you think about, you know, just even sitting in the church at her funeral, like so many of the people that walked in that door, it was just that, that reminder of like, 
yeah, we're all still connected. You know, mm-hmm. it may have been years since I've seen some of you or talked to some of you, but we're all still connected and we're all feeling this so deeply. Mm-hmm. And this is a prime example of your people are my people and her God is my God, like mm-hmm. through and through. And it's just crazy to think about. It's a truly devastating loss, not just for me as like somebody who was literally every day taking care of her, but she was just such like an inspiration to a lot of people. She was larger than life. She was larger than me. She was more passionate than me, which uh, <laughs> some of you are like, oh, fuck, that must have been a disaster. It was not. It was lovely. <laughs> yes. The best, the best kind of like the best kind of mess, the best kind yes. of like honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And even in, um, you know, just the last, you know, through the pandemic and, and even through like the last like six to 12 months, like so much of the stuff that she would share with people and just invite us into, whether it was through social media or like other things, like she just truly wanted the best for all people. Yeah. And she didn't want to be afraid to talk about hard things. And she actively took steps to give the best to people. She would hand out Mm -hmm. money. Like it was candy. She would, she was just always helping her friends and, even when like so she um was a little manic at the end she would not mind me saying that she's very transparent but it was always funny to me when she saw me wince or something when she was in she could be in full mania she could be yelling at the top of her lungs or whatever about the newest um news report that she hated (laughs) we're very much the same in that aspect and if she would see me wince or something, she'd be like, are you okay? She would pause and she'd be like, are you okay? Like even in her depths, she was still always concerned about the people she loved. And that was such an honor to witness. Um, and unfortunately, the worst parts about death and grieving are what comes after the person is gone. Not only do you feel their absence and not only do you feel this gaping hole inside of you, but unfortunately you're dealt with the ramifications of dealing with human beings who are also grieving in a very different way mm-hmm. um i've lost a few friends during this and that's not easy um it's actually really fucking depressing and hard for me to grieve as well but also i saw the most beautiful memorial i've ever been to it was truly a joy we laughed we cried we gave ourselves permission to do so and then we came back to my house the house that i shared with her and we ate from her favorite restaurant and we partied and those of us who spencer showed up a shout out to spencer's beds for being there for the whole meal she brought me the baby oh the baby made my whole life Nice. <laughs> I love her. She has our you. Um, but and then we got drunk and it was great. Got high, got drunk, really grieved in the way that you know we lived, which I think is such an honest reflection, like of the beautiful friendship that a lot of us had with her. And then I was left to my own devices to contemplate not only my own grieving, but also how everybody sucks at grieving (laughs) because life goes on yeah like so many just even again even in the like like feeling like 
like helpless or powerless of like, I had to go back home. Like it, all the, all the reasons I wanted to stay, I couldn't, I had to go back home. And again, there's even layers of grief of like the grief of, of missing this person that had such influence on our greater community. And then grieving for, for you and Ryan and just feeling all of the weight of that. And then also grieving the sort of like, I can't even do anything more if that makes sense. Like there's just so much layers in it that again, I think when we talk about just people in life of we all grieve differently and that's okay. But we also get to a point where people are like, okay, turn it off now. Yeah. They can't handle it. And, and, and I, I actually saw this TikTok the other day of this lady talking about, um, her husband passed a few years ago and, you know, her kids get older. She was talking about as her kids get older, they have to, de- they basically develop grief as life goes on because there are moments that this person should have been there for. And when we think about, you know, even things that are coming up in the next few months, like there's going to be things that that you and Ryan are going to grieve and that other people in our circles are going to grieve because of things she was supposed to be there for or events that happened that we wanted her to be there for. And it's, it gets uncomfy. Cause how do you, you know, when you, in the midst of these, a lot of them really good and positive things, how do you bring up those moments of sadness? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the midst of all of it, um, <laughs> Ryan graduated from his master's program. He has now has his master's degree in organic chemistry. <laughs> That's Master Ryan. Which is impressive in and of itself, let alone uh, to let your wife make you go to your graduation ceremony because it's fucking important to her brown ass. <laughs> yeah. He was straight up not going to go to his master's graduation ceremony. He's like, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, the fuck? It's not a big deal. <laughs> You're like, you're going to put on this stupid hat and you're going to sit out in the sun. Yep. I paid the $150 for a Cal State Fullerton logo fucking (laughs) diploma holder because God damn it, we're successful. This is not, it was, we did this ourselves. God damn it. I have to pay these student loans. And again, that's, that's one of those things that like she would have been there for, you know what I mean? Yes. She would have been there. She was supposed to be there and it was the moment I lost it. This is like immediately after, I think, like a week or two or whatever. But I was sitting there and nothing really was like, I mean, she was a talent in many different ways, but nothing was mentioned specifically that like was about her. And then one of the speakers is like, and remember above all else and above all success, remember to be kind. And then I just started bawling because I was like, yeah. Be nice to people, please. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and then somebody—the most, the more ridiculous one was when the president was making a speech, and he's like, "This really cool Indian guy who is like the president of Cal State University, first generation, like very impressive, right?" And he was talking about like fighting against racial injustice and for racial reconciliation, and I was like. She loves Rachel, Rachel reconciliation. Like, it's just the most ridiculous. Like, she was, it was just funny. Grieving is, um, been interesting in those ways. Like, I could look at flowers or I could look at all these beautiful things that remind me of her. And I'm just like, hmm, 
Billy or bleep I'll bleep that out but whatever and then I see, see something that's like completely obscure and not at all really related to her except for this one minute little detail like way and I'm just like crying <laughs> but I have started to try to adjust my grieving process just more of like a similar um thought process of like my ancestors like death is just a normal part of living it is a big deal but it's not a big deal i don't know maybe the aspects were a little bit too lax about death now that i think about it (laughs) i just visited their skull wall monuments and (laughs) okay so um I think we can be in the middle. Like, I'm glad we don't have like skull monuments. Um, <laughs> but even like, um, so this is a question. I think, you know, some Christians have different beliefs on this. Were you were you raised in a family that buried or cremated? Um, we prefer to be buried, but it was just a preference. It wasn't like theological at all. No. Oh, do people have theological beliefs about this? Well, yeah. I know Jewish uh, people. Yeah. So Jewish used to. Jewish people still do if they're like Orthodox Jew. Um, I know for sure Orthodox Jew. I don't know about you know more progressive Jews, but they have the belief, yeah, that you can't be cremated because when you know the Old Testament talks about like raising of the dead of like the dry bones, they take that literally. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, obviously things happen. Like I said, I think. we were talking about this earlier you know if you pass in another country they they basically make you get cremated because it's easier to ship you and more um, sterile yeah so they have exceptions for that you know because obviously that was out of your control but like in their laws like if it's totally up to your control like they want you to be buried and i know that some christians still kind of believe that yeah like Uh, how am i gonna come back for the dead if i don't have a body no yeah so that's a thing and um and uh again it's just kind of that weird of like are we i think it depends on again your theology of like are we souls that live in bodies are our souls and bodies truly connected like when the you know when the bible talks about like you'll have a new body like what does that mean is it the same body just like remade who knows so lots of gray areas um i think josie i think you'll agree with me god doesn't care like you'll be with us homies (laughs) also as somebody who doesn't really quite believe in the literal relations i'm cool with being burned i'm cool burn me yeah so i think even um so i like my family is like mixed like my mom's side of the family people were like buried my dad's family everybody's like cremated um well it's also a difference in cost i'm gonna be honest this is what i learned dealing with my friend's estate well she was young so she didn't have an estate dealing with her affairs (laughs) (laughs) we're millennials we don't have estates um she sorry everybody i haven't had the most inappropriate humor during this and i am not sorry actually i can grieve however the fuck i want all right josie just say it she's literally sitting on your desk oh my gosh she's right (laughs) she's right next to me Um, and I feel neutral about it, actually. I, yeah, anyways, that's a different story. Well, what was I saying? 
The difference in cost. Oh, yes. What I learned is that Nobody cremation is much, much cheaper. Significantly cheaper yeah, than... because you don't have to buy a dirt thing and nobody has to dig it up and then you don't need a tombstone you have to own that plot of land essentially oh and did you know that it's cheaper to buy it in pairs than singles yeah and further in advance my aunt and uncle just drove me to show me their burial plots listen i um, and i didn't find it weird until right now actually (laughs) no so okay i have i have mixed feelings on this i um my my parents have started talking about this recently because oh they just, you know, like, they're like, listen, like when we die, the last thing we want our kids to worry about is what the hell are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're like, we want to make plans in advance, you know, get everything kind of situated and paid for. So you just have to call the people and be like, can you deal with this? Which again, I, I'm like, that's like, it's morbid to think about. But also I appreciate it because it's, it is caring for people. You know what Appreciate I mean? it because this is a <laughs> shit show otherwise. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, and okay. And this gets into the conversation we're having about like, not just the church, but our culture in general mm. really sucks with grief. Because when we talk about like bereavement, if you work for a good company, bereavement is about three to five days. Unsure if it's paid or not, you know, kind of weird about that. Um, and it's dictated by family in the sense of immediate family. You have to show some sort of proof or, you know, how they're related to you. So when we're getting into this sort of new culture where a lot of millennials and Gen Z's kind of have these chosen families for lots of different reasons, especially when I think about like our queer siblings, like mm. there's a lot of things that go into this that like our society is just terrible at. Because how do you explain to, obviously, Josie, you know, you work for the church. So they're Mm -hmm. a lot more, at least understanding. And I think, honestly, I think all churches are a little bit more lenient with that. Again, they're probably not paying you to take time off, but they'll probably let you take as much time as you need. Yeah. Um, Which is good. But again, like if my job, for example, like if I was in your situation, how do I explain that? to my boss you know what i mean yeah like my specific situation like having it's weird right like you have a friend that for the last six months you were taking care of to the fullest extent you were it and like it's a fr- it's not like your cousin or anything right it's like just just your friend that you met in college like this stuff and then the most tragic thing happens and if i worked in corporate america like ryan ryan works in corporate america Mm -hmm. and he just went back to work after a week off granted he wanted to he had vacation time he could have taken it but again he would have had to take his paid vacation time yeah to use your pto time because how do you explain that to your boss like my sister my the person i was caring for my like it's just how do you explain and it, that to and again, somebody it, it brings up the weird questions where you're like well she was my roommate and they're like aren't you married yeah and people answer Ugh. like that's weird i know and i'm just like i, I take in strays what can i say i love taking in strays i have three rescue dogs like i don't know what to tell you okay <laughs> the the other thing um we wanted to talk about was again i think a little different because our, ooh, sorry, <gasps> Spencer Marie. 
Henry. That is not my name, and you know that. That is everybody's middle name when Josie's mad. That's every white girl in the 90s in my family. That's not me. Yep. <laughs> um, sorry, that was the that was the take your birth control alarm. Everybody take your birth control. Yes. Um anyway, so the again, um, a little different just in this situation because our friend that passed was a very open about her theology and her beliefs and mm. being a very progressive like us. Um, but I even think about when, when your cousin passed away, mm. um, of yeah. just the response of people with the instant, uh, not even just people specifically Christians with the instantaneous of, were they a believer? Oh, like <laughs> my mom crying in the back because she's like, I didn't save him. He's in hell. <laughs> and then I just like lay down the law. And this is literally the this is the thing that like of all the worst things you can say to people, y'all, mm-hmm. if you like call yourself a Christian, you love Jesus, if your theology is that people go to hell unless they know Jesus. Like you deal with that by yourself. You do not bring that to the table to grieving people. Because mm-hmm. when you ask that question, here's what happens. One, if their answer is yes, you instantly sweep grief under the rug and you bring out the, you'll see them again someday. Like mm. we're all going to heaven. It's going to be fine. Which is like, can be true, but not helpful. You know what I mean? Like, here's your alternative. I, I just came up with this. You say, <laughs> I know that they I know that they knew you loved them. Wow, perfect. I would love to hear yes. that. Oh, 100%. Cause, and cuz here's the thing, you know, like I believe that we'll see Billy again. She's partying yeah. it up right now and she can't wait for us to get there. Hell yeah. But here's the other side. If they if you ask them, were they a believer? If they don't say yes, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say no or I don't know. And then you put yourself in a really shitty and uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. You're just because like, mm, because I'm then sure God they, figured it out then. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, really. Because they'll be like, well, God is all powerful. Like we don't like, they'll quote the scripture. Like we have no idea. Like who's going to be in heaven. But you're insinuating that they could be in hell. And that is the shittiest thing you can say to somebody. And I'm saying that from personal experience mm. because take it back to working at bible camp um my second summer at bible camp i had uh, a childhood friend from middle school and high school that we were super close for many years and you know you go to college kind of drift apart but stay in touch but those formative like middle school and high school years we did so much together we were in the thick of it and unfortunately she passed from mental illness as well and i will never forget sitting in that bible camp and this girl one this girl that i barely even knew and didn't even really like came up to me and just had the audacity to be like well was she a believer and on that moment guys at that moment i was not as like i was still pretty progressive but i was not as progressive as i was right now and i wanted to like Freaking, this girl was going to catch these hands. I, Amen. I was really like, you're the shittiest person I know. Like mm-hmm. in that moment, she was the shittiest person I knew because she said that. Yep. Because the reality is my, I have no clue. Like my friend, you know, when we were younger, she would go to church with her family. And, you know, I know that, you know, she did stuff with like the, her Catholic church and all that, but I have no idea what her adult life looked like in the sense mm-hmm. of her relationship with God. Like 
I saw her going to parties on Facebook and Instagram, like every other college kid, like I had no idea. Mm. And it brought me zero comfort. All it did was bring me anger because I just thought like, wow, like Christians really freaking suck. And then same thing of like two days after, like, I, I think I found out on a Sunday night by Tuesday morning, my boss like drove me out to get coffee. She was supposed to like connect with me. And I had two bosses. I had a male boss and a female boss. And my male boss, coolest dude I know to this day was super like, you take all the time you need. Like if you need to get on a plane back home, like we will figure it out. Like you don't have to worry about anything. This lady took me out two days later, bought me coffee and was like, so you're good, right? Like you're going to go back to work now. And I just remember sitting there being like, again, like, yeah, like you're like the shittiest person I know. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to be in a, in a space that is cultivating faith and community and supposed to literally like be the hands and feet of Jesus and sit with people. And she was just like, you, you got things to do. You got to get back to this. Mm. And again, I think it speaks for one, just American culture at large, but two Mm -hmm. within the church of even the church got an agenda. Even the Bible camps got an agenda where if you can't box it up perfect and pretty Mm. and hide it away, they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, even at my church, my boss was very understanding. The people closest to me at this church were like, yeah, you, this is the worst thing you'll probably ever go through. We get it. They're inconvenienced, but they get it, right? Mm -hmm. But then I also had some people text me and say like, the church is falling apart without you, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's normal stuff when you are... The admin that happens all the time. Okay, but also figure it out. Like churches that's have volunteers what I know. for a reason. Why couldn't you figure it out? Why do I gotta do everything? I figured it out. Why can't you fucking figure it out? But anyways, I digress. I am an exceptional human being, and I choose to believe that nobody can do my job. I'm irreplaceable. Amen. I am amazing. Amen. And I get to keep my job <laughs> because of that belief. So, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for this job. Love you. Anyways. But yeah, it's but it's that Americanness, right? Of like, but you should be able to do your job now. You should be able mm-hmm. to hold yourself together enough to not inconvenience the world any further now. Where if I had it my way, I would be sitting on my couch, reading a million books that make me cry, watching TikTok, watching Netflix, getting high as hell, drinking wine for some reason. I never drink wine, but now I'm all about the wine. <laughs> Even if I have to put ice cubes in it because it just tastes so fucking shitty. <laughs> like the trash that I am. <laughs> because I frankly don't want to do anything. I want to remember that Billy is sitting right here with me on my desk. She's in a gift bag that is seafoam green. <laughs> I want to laugh about the ridiculousness that is about life. Um, by the way, if you have not seen the movie Everywhere any everything everywhere all at once you should watch it because i had a lot of feelings about it on this side of grief and it's an amazing movie but i want to watch that movie over and over again on the couch i don't want to do anything i want to play the sims i don't want to do shit but i have to clarify she did sign up to be here tonight (laughs) i did i do want to do this i um, specifically chose the topic myself (laughs) because that is what I decided I fucking needed, okay? I'm grieving. By the way, I've been using that a lot um, with 
everybody in my house like my cousin came to live with us because i took in another fucking stray because that's just the type of person i am and she's been helping me clean the house because i can't my fibromyalgia won't let me clean it as fast as she wants it to be done because we're we're just moving into this house so she wants it all organized and nice and i'm like okay bitch but i'm tired so leave me alone but instead of saying okay bitch i'm tired leave me alone i say i'm grieving i can't do anything (laughs) but i said exactly like that i'm i'm milking it but i deserve to quite frankly true even with ryan if ryan isn't milking it he needs to he's not i'm looking against ryan and ryan is having a much worse time than, than i am let me tell you and i'm just like um, i can't reach the remote i'm grieving i'm an asshole i'm a bitch um this is just a my public <laughs> shout out that ryan is the best human <laughs> i know um so shout out to ryan shout out to ryan for putting up with me oh my god also Ooh. the um Again, like, you know, when you were like, you're like, your baby made my whole life. Even just like the reality of like grief in that of mm-hmm. like death is so real and you hold like a brand new baby oh, and you're like, slow. wow. Sloan was, and she didn't really cry. I don't think she cried while she was here. No, she really didn't. And she um, whined, but that was normal. Yes. It's just because she wants attention. And oh, I know. She, she was mesmerized by Ryan. Ryan's the tallest person she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> she, was, she like, was like, what the? Looking at the ground like this is not safe. Also, even just the sweetest of like, um, we live in Arizona, so Sloan had never felt grass oh, until yes. we went to Josie's <laughs> house. And Ryan just like, without even being asked, like brings a blanket out and is mm-hmm. like, here for the baby. And I'm like, Ryan, pro uncle over here being like, here you go. I know. I was like, we're on the grass run. We don't need this shit. Okay. And then I just <laughs> lied down on it. <laughs> but um, yeah, yesterday I actually had a really great conversation with my friend Darcy, who is like an expert on grief. I'd forget if she's actually like legally, legally, like, like a grief counselor. <laughs> yeah. Or if she's just super good at it, but she's done a lot of research on it. And oh my gosh she was just incredible at like i don't know she would be we've had a lot of people at our specific church the church by the way who fed us for three weeks straight it was quite a blessing and these were like top-notch meals shout out to annika ming oh that girl can cook but anyways um we sat down at a brewery a nerdy brewery that i loved and we ate burgers and fries and we just talked about how the church is really bad at grieving. Like our biggest holiday is Easter, but Good Friday is not as big as Easter. And Good Friday, we kind of gloss over it because there's the hope of the resurrection in the next three days. We don't take the time, like the people in scripture who had to grieve the fact that they thought that Jesus quite literally died. And God literally put Saturday there for yeah. a reason. Yes. Like, Saturday, time to grieve. Like... Holy Saturday is supposed to be the darkest day mm-hmm. in all history because God was dead. Mm-hmm. And again, like the church even skips over that in the sense of like, you know, churches hold like Good Friday services and then they have Easter services. I want to go 
to a holy Saturday where the mm-hmm. whole sanctuary is dark and everybody's just crying and talking about how much life sucks. Yep. Because Please. God did that so intentionally mm-hmm. because we're supposed to grieve. We're beings that are supposed to feel these emotions and live into it. Of course, like even yes, Jesus grieved Lazarus before and he rose him from the dead. He knowing he was going to do it <laughs> again. We, I mean, we've said it before for a lot of different reasons, but this is another reason where the church sucks at literally modeling after Jesus Mm. sitting in grief. And, Mm -hmm. and again, like Jesus knew the outcome. Jesus knew that Lazarus would live again. Jesus knew the outcome. He knew he was going to raise from the dead and he still grieved. He's grieved for Lazarus. He brought his friends to dinner. And then that last supper, that was a somber time. Mm. He's serving his friends and washing their feet. That was not some like, Ooh, let's get drunk party. That was Jesus being like, you need to take this seriously. And this is going to be a somber moment. And we just suck at that. We really, really freaking suck at just letting people sit and like, you know, there's a difference between being hopeless and like feeling grief. And I think that's the thing of people are afraid of like hopelessness Mm. when grief doesn't mean hopeless grief just means acknowledging what has happened. It's acknowledging the death, acknowledging the absence, acknowledging the hard stuff. That doesn't mean there's no hope in it yeah like i think of it as like people that i live so far away from and not being near them not being like in their presence is so like it hurts right like you miss them that's the hurt that you feel and to me right now grieving just feels like our souls are just disconnected through space and time like i can't i don't have access to you i can't talk to you i can't go visit you like we are separated in a way that hurts worse that is what i'm grieving the separation that i can't like the chasm that i can't cross and i mean i believe in in all welcoming heaven i don't believe in hell so that's not really my concern but that doesn't make the grieving any easier you know like and that's the part that they don't want to fucking tell you is that even if you know that somebody was a believer like if you're a good little kid with a good dad who went to church or whatever quote-unquote good dad who went to church losing your dad still sucks worse than anything is ever gonna suck even if you know that he's Mm -hmm. in heaven waiting for you it doesn't make it easier it just removes one more worry that didn't hurt that bad anyway and yeah like we just don't talk about it we leave people in their grief alone like we don't like people left Billy and I during her mania which is fine because it was difficult what happened was not their fault um but even more people left after she died and that's what people don't tell you is that when you're in such deep despair people can't handle it and that's probably fine i mean how many of us can handle somebody in their deepest despair like we're we weren't built for that we weren't built to understand that until we really understand it right like Mm -hmm. that empathy is probably too much for all of us in the end like the fullest of the empathy but it still sucks like you're left alone because culture dictates that that is too much to handle that is not where i need to be or whatever and that's purely a societal construct because i mean in my family when my cousin died a few years ago 
it was a natural phenomenon that happened that for three weeks we all went to my aunt's house his mom's house every day all day for three weeks i was there every day all day it was unspoken it was just a cultural norm for us to just be together in our grief and to laugh and to cry and to be angry and to be sad and when i did that i called it mexican shiva <laughs> because you know shiva is the jewish tradition i didn't quite do it like that i did wear all black for the first week and i had i bought like a little headdress to be all dramatic about it because it made me feel better and i remember people like walking in and looking at me and like i would greet them with a smile and they would be kind of weirded out at first and then kind of relieved also because it's like oh this isn't just like a sad fest okay great we could laugh we're not just gonna cry all day <laughs> yeah like i saw the societal norms crumble and that was cool to see mm-hmm. in a way like it was an honor to be able to help people through their own grief even in my deepest grief it was so un-American. <laughs> I felt very brown. I was very proud of myself. And then we threw a party and got drunk like a, like a real Mexican bash. It was great. I think just the whole, the whole experience, I think was, again, for me, it was kind of one of those things that reminded me that like life is really messy Mm. and we live in a world that like again like highlight reels for everybody Mm -hmm. and like i said like sitting there and just the people like walking through that door like it's just so different to see them again in person and to see and for the reason we were there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and it's just one of those things of even like you know, my husband, like he didn't go to school with us. So he doesn't really know these people, but even just something as simple as like, he was like, Hey, didn't that guy take our wedding photos? And I'm like, Hey, he did. You're right. Like <laughs> even just those kind of little things right? like so much of life crosses over, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know. Again, I just keep going back to that verse of like, I just see it so different now of, just the people we all, the people in our lives and the people that do choose to stay, or even the people that don't stay, like they're still our people and how we kind of move on from this. Like, I know, again, I think it's one of those of, you know, from the little conversations her and I had had through social media and things like that recently within the past few months, like definitely something she would wanted in the sense of, I think people are living a little differently because of the impact that she's made. Yeah. And even in her dying, I think there was a lot of impact. Like being able to stand, like, cause I, I was a pastor at the memorial. I was a cutie little preacher or whatever. I was a mess. I was crying, (laughs) but I was able to like, be honest and i thought it was going to be really controversial and ended up being like a really good thing for a lot of people but i was honest about her mental health struggle and i was honest with what happened what went down the last six months i was blatantly transparent in the way that she always was and i think it helped people a lot realize that they needed each other even when even if they see somebody struggling 
that they have to do something it's an it's a moral imperative right like it's just anything do anything send somebody else do anything and then it was also the same of same notion that when i need something i need to tell somebody i need to reach out i need to do my best to try to love myself in the same way that i love other people mm-hmm. i've learned a lot in grieving it's been a roller coaster i didn't do so hot grieving the first time because i was still kind of in my old societal bullshit of shoving it down and being strong and blah 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 but this time was so close that that wasn't really possible which is also kind of uh, redemptive and annoying because now all the grief i've ever felt is now coming back up and that's real great that's so much fun i love it it's so great but yeah it's messy it will always be messy yeah you guys should be more like mexicans and gather together plan the funeral together um drink a lot (laughs) cry a lot while drunk on tequila (laughs) um be like the women show up at the tomb to do Mm. the work even when people are like you're not supposed to do that on the sabbath yeah dude oh do it anyways (laughs) bruh my mom y'all know that my mom and i don't get along you know it's a work in progress my mom was at my house fucking every day during shiva cleaning my house i was straight up smoking pot vaping nicotine in front of my mother and she didn't say shit that now that is how you let somebody grieve god damn (laughs) it was very nice that's have to do my dishes to clean up my kitchen um pick up after everybody that's coming through my fucking house and people just be high and on ativan all day (laughs) great well it wasn't all day i would take it in the morning but and then i stopped because it was getting old i don't know how Uh, you guys are addicted to ativan or xanax that shit's lame no what i don't understand is um they gave me ativan for my ppd and ppa like right after i had sloan and um that was the only thing that would get me to sleep like my Mm -hmm. ppa was so bad that like i could not physically sleep so i would take an ativan to go to sleep so that's the thing that i did not understand where i was like how do people get addicted to this because i take it and like 30 minutes later like i am asleep for 12 hours i think you probably have more of a brainy anxiety than a well my anxiety my anxiety like no like my anxiety is like physically painful but like once your mind relaxes oh yeah okay yeah, that, that makes sense yeah like once i relax yeah i'm, I'm just, or some oh. people it's like kind of like asthma once it gets going you can't really it's hard to stop it yeah that's definitely how my anxiety is until i take the medication then i go to snoozeville but um that's a topic for another day for <laughs> <laughs> all of our meds oh we can make a little list yeah but grieving i mean as much as my mom was so great at one point when i first got her ashes i was obviously falling apart and she's like you need to calm down you need to calm down and granted i think she meant because i was hyperventilating and she was like this bitch is gonna die she's gonna suffocate herself but also like 
Don't fucking tell me to calm down. <laughs> I mean, were you holding the ashes? Maybe yes! she didn't want you, maybe she didn't want you to drop them and make a mess. They were in a bag in a box in a bag. I don't know. Either way. Just don't don't tell me to fucking calm down any day of the week. <laughs> Listen, she I know she's a pain, but she is a mom. She just wants you to take care of yourself. I know that's why I didn't blow up. I was just like looked at her and kept crying. <laughs> And then I calmed down and I was like, all right, I'm hungry. <laughs> Goodness. I I did not have the phenomenon of not eating while depressed and grieving. I've been shoveling food in my mouth. Oh, so yeah, you, you eat your feelings instead. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I do remember because um, when I was sending food, Jack was like, I feel like he ordered a lot of food. I was like, they have people over. And I was like, and Josie likes to eat. And he literally was like, yeah, but she's sad. And I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's right. Jack, especially you got me booking a bevel, but I can eat a lot of food. <laughs> Pasty? I love like, pasta. Listen, she was like, I like Italian food. And I was like, you got it. My oh, mom's mad that I ordered booking a bevel, but that's why. <laughs> Mother. I mean, Olive Garden Alfredo is definitely better than Buca de Beppo Alfredo. It was literally just that Buca de Beppo did same day delivery and Olive Garden, you got to order in advance. And I was, I was organized yeah. enough to know that I was going to order, but I was not organized enough to order in advance. It's okay. Cause then I went and realized that Buca de Beppo delivers and, and like a few days later, I ordered it for myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice reminder. <laughs> Good God. Hey friends, oh, food. Oh, mm, I've been eating great. <laughs> that is a reminder to everyone to eat your food. Mm -hmm. you, des you deserve to eat. You don't have to justify. Yep. You deserve to eat and you need it. Drink your water. Um, Josie, it's pride. Yes. I'm not grieving pride. Hallelujah. Welcome to the gayest podcast around. That is not true at You're all. Right. We're not that gay. <laughs> um, I'm only half, so... Me too. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't have bi in my title. <laughs> so what is... um? Ryan does have bi-wife energy, though. Ryan is would be considered bi, yes. I would be considered pan so i'm a circle so i'm not no, half I, of anything do you okay? not know what bi wife energy is no bi wife energy is like jack has bi wife energy because he's a straight man but his wife is bi and he's like an incredible ally oh yes so like You're ryan right. gives off uh bi wife energy i didn't know that was a term see i'm really behind i'm really not that gay <laughs> i just I'm on craft TikTok. I'm not on gay TikTok very often. Listen, Josie had a crush on a girl like one time. Okay. <laughs> oh, how dare you? But am how I wrong? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. I've had crushes oh, okay. on lots of people. All right. All right. Fine. Um. Anyway, so we are celebrating. <laughs> We're celebrating how dare pride. you? <laughs> Spencer, that's not very gay of you to question my gayness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Listen, people question mine all the time because i'm in to a be straight, fair i'm in I'm, a straight passing you so are you you're in a straight yeah, passing really i was gonna say to be fair i don't live a very gay life i'm i'm a grandma so you know 
bars oh no i don't go to bars <laughs> clubs i don't like people so in um tucson's kind of tucson's kind of fun because we kind of get two prides because there's lots of pride events during the month of june but it's too damn hot to have a parade oh, so yeah, we actually yeah, have yeah. a par- we actually have a parade in october so we get to celebrate twice <gasps> On um, Halloween month, nonetheless. Yeah, so the costumes are like lit because we actually have better costume shops and access to costumes. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's Pride. Um, if you follow us on um, Instagram, you know that this month we're supporting Reap. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great stuff happening with them. Um, also, if you've been following us on Instagram, we've been sharing some about the protests happening at seattle pacific university mm-hmm. they're protesting the um homophobic and transphobic policies at the university and they've been having a sit-in for like guys it's been going on for weeks i feel like they're on week like three or four where yeah, they've just yeah. been, literally they are sitting in front of um like the president's office and the dean's office and yeah there's a lot of cool stuff going on so definitely check that out um yeah we'll be sharing some more um great queer content from our friends and um yeah Josie do you have anything to add for pride month or anything else like that um despite what Spencer says (laughs) you can be gay however you want to be gay wow I'm just kidding (laughs) to be fair I've never come out I've never felt the need or desire to come out so i just yeah. kind of slip it under everything <laughs> again if you follow us on social media um i made a post the other day and um <laughs> so here's the thing i live in a family that's like half affirming and like half not depending on which cousin or aunt you talk to and um basically the people that are affirming like no that like I'm bi and they know that um some of my siblings are also queer but the other people don't so I made that post yesterday and I like kind of forgot so like I don't know I'm kind of like living on the edge right now like ooh, this is interesting um my mother-in-law also saw it and she was like can you explain this to me and my husband was like you know that she's bi and she's like okay that's what I thought <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, my family doesn't know. My family's all homophobes. They're all fucking lame. Um, I don't think any of them would be surprised. I think all of them will be like, she's just doing it for attention. And I'm just like, well, I don't My mom, um, this is kind of embarrassing. My mom left her Christmas tree up and every month she's decorated for a different holiday. That's not um, embarrassing. That's chic but, as hell. I don't okay. care. Well, she got a pride tree in her house right now. Maybe I'll post the pride. Like I said, tree fucking chic her- as hell. <laughs> Yeah, I um my sister and I made a TikTok in front of it the other day. Um Josie, I know you're behind on the trends, but have you seen the TikTok trend where they're like, hi gay, we're sashaying away with deals at the butter shop, talking about like rainbow capitalism? No. Aww, it's so funny. It just like, you know, every store is all of a sudden like I literally hey. only get TikToks about uh, fun facts and murder and crafts. <laughs> Josie, we're gonna bring you to the lighter side of TikTok. You need some humor in your life, okay? I do have humor um, in my life, but they're like crafts and fun facts and also crime. A shout out. I um don't do this a lot, but um I actually don't even think I've ever done this, but um there's a song they came out literally this week 
from a, she's a TikToker, but she's also a musician. And she, I don't know if she's still a Christian, but she grew up in the church, like singing worship and all of that. And she basically just publicly came out to the whole world through this song. Mm, mm, and mm, mm. guys, this girl, like, she's like me in like the multiverse, like stole my diary. This is the second song she's released in the past year where I was like, where did you get this information on me? She's and stealing I'm, your identity. No, honestly, the song is so freeing. Um, it's called You Might Not Like Her. Um, the artist, her first name is Maddie. I have no idea how to say her last name, but it starts with a Z. But the song is You Might Not Like Her. And I want all of y'all to stream it. And this girl deserves all the, mm. all the like, what do you call it? Royalties in the world. Stream it. Watch it on YouTube. I'm going to share it on the Instagram. Yes, buy it if it's on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Because this is like... You know, like we're big, um, similar fans over here. Grace Baldridge paving the way for a career Christian artist. Um, This Maddie girl from TikTok, I think she's going to be up there too, because these, like the song is powerful. So we want to hype this up. So it gets to all the mainstream kind of stuff. All right. I'm going to message her on TikTok or uh, some other way and get her on the pod. Yeah, I would love that. Honestly. Great. I'll be like, what up, Maddie? Um, Welcome to the yeah come tell your story um so the yeah the song that she has right that just came out you might not like her the original song she released that i like again was like you know my life is called fat funny friend oh man listen um having another plus size girl talk about the realities of what it's like to be the fat funny friend rip my heart out man can we talk about how I was a fat, funny friend as a size six or eight in high school? That's annoying. I hate you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't hate you. I hate society, but yeah, I wasn't the, I wasn't cute and size two, like everybody else or whatever. It's like, well, well, <laughs> stream the music. Yes. Um, any other updates? We are here. We are queer. Oh, and on our Pride Month, we are donating yes. our ad revenue. To reap, which means listen to all of our podcasts, play it in the background. You can turn the volume down, mm-hmm. just play it all day, every day. So we get them coins mm-hmm. and we can send more money to reap so they can help students at religious schools, help queer students at religious schools be protected, have their rights protected because queer students deserve to be at religious institutions no matter what they want to tell you they want to tell us that we don't take the bible seriously yet they Mm -hmm. won't let us go to their school so we can quote unquote take the bible seriously so Mm -hmm. um we support reap yes they held too many people like me conquering men and their whole phase because we were too busy doing that to accept that we're gay okay so no more of that no more <laughs> listen no nothing, more straight hoe phases when you can have gay hoe phases <laughs> nothing nothing is more validating than being on the dating apps and seeing girls on campus or from church also on the dating apps and you're oh like gosh, I wish. you're like i'm not gonna acknowledge you but i see you girl <laughs> i could have been mean to twice as many more people well, that's not a comment that's not nice, but you would have been 
nice to the ladies. I would have been. I probably would have fallen in love faster with the ladies, to be honest. Listen, um, we're always nice to the girls, the gays, the theys, and the goths. We have an exception for the goths. I know, but you look at Ryan. Like, I would have been able to find a girl like Ryan much quicker than I would have been able to find a man <laughs> like Ryan. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But um, Ryan's here, and we love him best person we know oh, truly it's ridiculous and sometimes pisses me off that people like him more than me but then i reap the benefits so not really i don't like him more than you i just he just has a calming presence okay it's true it's true sloan did not whine in ryan's arms and he's tall that's scary. that's scary yeah she was like i've never been this tall in my life what up bitches she was like <laughs> bow down <laughs> I love it. Well, friends, uh, thanks for listening to our super uplifting episode. Yay. Um, happy Pride. Uh, catch me and my church at Pride March, Orange County, next Saturday or whatever. Amen. Whatever it is. And smell a baby when you're feeling sad, but make sure you have permission. Yes. And if you don't have access to a baby, go to your local tar- local Target and buy Dreft laundry detergent. <laughs> yes. Or just look at the baby shoes. The baby shoes will get you going. Let me tell you, those baby shoes are cute. True. And I don't want children, so you know, you know I'm not telling you that. Anyways, I'm rambling. I need to go smoke some more weed. Um and drink some more wine. <laughs> it's my grieving process. Okay, I'm grieving. Leave me alone. Um bye friends. As always, even in your grief, stay woke or get woke. Jesus loves you. Go to bed, Josie. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been an Irreverent Media Podcast.